0: It's time for the Green's Release podcast with your host and the creator of Green's Release, Janet Green. Each week, Janet explains how your past and present provide a unique opportunity to rewrite your future. Stay tuned to hear a relaxing compliment to the life-altering materials in the Green's Release workbooks. This podcast is brought to you by greensrelease.com. You just gotta make up your mind that today In your way Today is your day everything's going your way We are continually bombarded with ways to curb our hunger and limit our food intake, keep our stomach full for a longer time, or to trick it into thinking it's full with Botox injections of all things. which makes people think. they have to starve themselves because it's wrong to be hungry. This podcast tells you why you're hungry and shows you how to naturally reduce your cravings without restricting your food intake. While the following example may seem like an extreme weight loss measure to some, I want to highlight the consequences of a hunger is bad mindset. And many of the actions you take have the same impact. I'm talking about gastric surgery. People are actually getting surgery to cut the size of their stomach to prevent them from eating. It's a specific surgery that significantly reduces the amount of food and liquid the body can accept and absorb by the intestinal tract. The idea is to deliberately cause malabsorption and nutrient deficiency that results in forced weight loss. However, our body Requires water and nutrients to not only function but also survive. When we deprive it of substance, there's consequences. Dehydration is a serious issue, which is why increasing body fluids with a drip is the first action taken in the emergency room. Yet This new stomach is too small to hold sufficient fluids, resulting in frequent episodes of dehydration and its complications. Some of the more common issues include anemia, fractures, hair loss, gallstones, hyperparathyroidism, vitamin A, D, E and K deficiencies, reduced ability to absorb calcium and B12, and the list goes on and on and on. Check it out for yourself at the major hospital websites. Every time you diet or restrict your food intake, you are in fact putting yourself at risk of nutrient deficiency which many overweight people already have. This topic is addressed later in the podcast. The thing most people don't understand, and I didn't until working on our weight loss workbook, is that their body is an amazing machine that goes to great lengths to keep itself working properly so you can stay alive. This is called homeostasis, or balance. When your body gets too hot, it actually moves blood around and makes itself sweat to cool down. When it's under attack, it sets off a chemical reaction to increase heart rate, blood pressure, and muscle strength in preparation to fight or flee. The stress reaction this amazing vehicle that we love to hate spends all its time trying to help us live longer. And just like our cars, this machine needs fuel in the form of nutrients. Another amazing story. Briefly put, the food we eat is broken down into tiny particles protein, carbohydrates, fat, vitamins, minerals, fibre and water, etc. in our stomach, absorbed through the walls of our intestines and sent to the body organs and cells, which combines them in different ways to build and repair tissue, regulate body processes, balance chemicals and hormone levels, and provide energy. And just like a car's engine seizes when it's run without oil, your body organs fail when run without nutrition. We call this disease. In the same way, different car parts require different materials to function correctly, like oil, water, gas, etc. So do our body parts. Our brain uses certain fats to create the specialised cells that allow you to think and feel. The enzymes that digest the food you eat come from protein. Cholesterol not only helps create the outer coating of cells and insulates your nerves, but also allows the body to make vitamin D and hormones, like estrogen in women and testosterone in men. Writings about blindness that could be cured by eating liver, which contains high levels of vitamin A, have been found in ancient Egypt. Kidshealth.org has some great articles that break down this complicated topic into simple sections. So next time you eat a fresh apple, go beyond its ability to fill you up and think about what it does for your body, especially after a meal when its polynutrients help regulate your blood sugar by lowering the rate of glucose absorption from your digestive tract. This lessens the sugar load on your bloodstream but you don't get this same nutrient response from processed apple products. So, why do you get hungry? The basic answer is that as part of homeostasis, hunger is your body's way of letting you know that it requires nutrients. Sounds simple. But here's where it gets interesting. When you eat a processed meal, the nutrients have been stripped, so your body doesn't get the nutrition it needs and keeps the hunger signal going. Take bread for instance. Wheat has manganese, which facilitates protein metabolism, making wheat a great nutrient source. Food processors began removing wheat germ because flour would only stay fresh, listen for this, for six months. During this processing, manufacturers remove the most nutrient-rich parts, the bran and the germ of the wheat grain. This is more than 40% of the whole grain. during the late 1800s and early 1900s, the wealthier population who could afford processed grains developed pellagra and beriberi, while the poorer population who made their bread from the processing scraps of German bran did not. It was discovered that both diseases resulted from milling processes, like removing the bran and the germ. They created a nutrient deficiency. But instead of returning to whole processing methods, governments required wheat flour to be chemically enriched with some of the lost nutrients, vitamin B1, B2, B3, iron, and folic acid. Therefore, processing removes valuable nutrients from wheat to increase its shelf life. And governments make processes replace some of these nutrients with chemical counterparts. Not quite the same as the original wheat. It's easy to tell if your processed products have removed the natural goodness, even when they say they haven't. Look to see if they're enriched, which is only required when they have removed the nutrients. Don't take labels at face value. This is another interesting story. You may think you're eating a healthy sandwich at lunchtime and wonder why you're still hungry. Eating processed foods means that you're not providing your body with the nutrients it requires. So of course it keeps telling you that it's hungry, because it is. To clarify, you are hungry because the processed foods you consume do not provide the nutrient requirements that your physical body requires. It will keep the hunger signal going and will continue to do so until you provide what it requires. The less nutrient-dense foods you eat, the hungrier you will get. Overweight people usually base their diet on a processed foods, hence their hunger, or they only eat at night rather than throughout the day, which starves their body and fuels their hunger. While it isn't healthy to eat any processed foods, another story rather than tell you to change your whole diet. I'm gonna show you how to naturally decrease your hunger signals by adding nutrient-dense items into your diet, which will make you healthier and happier. Soup is the answer, and no, not processed soups. Simple, homemade soup. It's easy, inexpensive, convenient, and delicious, even to the fussy eaters like me. Please try the following recipes as directed, without alteration, and then you'll see their effect on your body firsthand. Make up a batch and freeze it in portion sizes, that's about one to one and a half cups. Don't add processed ingredients like pasta rice or canned vegetables or use a microwave to defrost or heat your soup. You can have soup for breakfast or mid-afternoon or both. This nutrient-dense food will fill your body with what it craves and naturally shut down its hunger signals. The following recipes are also on greensrelease.com. The first soup is tomato soup. This delicious classic unexpectedly provides important essential nutrients from tomatoes, celery, onion, garlic, and olive oil that your body will love. Add one and a half pounds of ripe tomatoes, not canned. 1 medium onion quartered, 1 organic celery stalk, sliced, 1 fresh garlic clove, and 1 tablespoon of olive oil into a pan. Cover and cook for 45 minutes until very soft. Shake the pan occasionally so it doesn't stick. Blend in a blender until smooth. Put this either back into the pan as is, or press through the sieve for a smoother consistency. Stir in one tablespoon of tomato paste. Get a teeny tiny can with the least ingredients, and a pinch of salt and pepper from a mill. Taste to see if you need more tomato paste. Bring to a boil and serve. Delicious. Next, vegetable soup is perhaps the easiest soup to cook, freeze, and have on hand for stock, just to frost and blend until smooth, or have as a satisfying meal. Remember no microwave. Buy a pile of fresh vegetables. Potatoes, carrots, celery, green beans, broccoli, two garlic cloves, just use a knife to flatten. Green peas, zucchini, mushrooms, onions, and spinach. Peel. Cut into whatever size you prefer in a soup and place in a large saucepan. Add enough water to cover about three quarters of the vegetables, because you don't want a watery soup. Bring to the boil and then simmer for an hour. Stir it every 15 minutes and add more water if it's needed. Freeze as is. If you're a fussy eater who doesn't enjoy vegetable soup, after defrosting, blend it smooth to use as a stock and gradually add it to your tomato soup, beginning with quarter of a cup during the first month, which you won't taste at all. Increase very slowly until you enjoy tomato soup with a whole serving of blended vegetable soup in it. Lastly, is the classic chicken soup. This recipe may seem different to the norm and take a bit of preparation, but you'll notice the effect it has on your body within a day or so. Please try organic. There aren't many ingredients, so it won't be expensive. I prefer organic because of the taste actually. Organic carrots are so juicy and tasty. And they're only like 20 cents more than regular carrots that are covered in chemicals. Add four chicken breasts with bone, but remove all the fat. One pan of organic carrots sliced. One head of organic celery sliced. One pan of onion, sliced two bay leaves and half a cup of parsley to a large pot bring to the boil and then simmer for four hours yes you heard me correctly four hours this allows the nutrients to blend into the soup set your alarm to check the soup every 15 minutes Cool for 30 minutes. Gently remove the chicken and place it in a large container with a lid. Refrigerate overnight. Pour the vegetables and stock into a second large container with a lid. Refrigerate overnight. Next morning, open your containers and gently spoon off any floating fat and discard. Cut the chicken into chunks. Remove the bay leaves and all bones from the vegetable container. Then combine the vegetable and chicken. Mix and freeze in portions. This soup is also perfect for stock, another way to get your nutrients. Just to frost and blend until smooth. If you're a fussy eater who doesn't enjoy chicken soup, after defrosting, blend it smooth and gradually add it to your tomato soup. Beginning with one quarter cup during the first month, which you won't taste at all. Increase very slowly until you enjoy tomato soup with a whole serving of blended chicken soup in it. Now you can alternate vegetable and chicken stock in your tomato soup. Consuming one or more of these soups daily will provide you with an abundance of nutrients. Let me know what happens to your cravings.